Welcome to the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. This is the National Edition. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. And as always, this hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. All right, plenty to get into, including the big story of the day. Pierre Dorian has been relieved of his duties as general manager of the Ottawa Senators or officially no, he, he's, he's resigned. Yes, he voluntarily is departing. Because as, as we've mentioned on this show, JB, no one gets fired. You cannot be punished. <laughs> Everyone you, gets to resign. You get to resign. I hope Sportsnet doesn't resign us. At yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys should resign. We will have Jason York, uh, co-host of the Coming In Hot Sends podcast. Of course, he's based in Ottawa and always a, a helpful uh, voice to our show yeah. on anything about the Ottawa Senators. So uh, I can't wait to get his thoughts on this. But uh, listen, I don't think anybody really expected uh, – Dorian to last through an ownership change because we've always heard that the, the rumblings, but uh, it, it wasn't supposed to happen this way. No, I guess not. The The Dorian thing, though, it does feel like to me, it's almost a healthy thing for the Sens to get to have a fresh start, new owner, get a new general manager in there, some of your own people. So it's not necessarily a terrible thing, but it. Uh, it's strange how it kind of came to be, but I'm glad to see Ann Lauer. You know, one of his things he talked about today was accountability, saying that this wasn't good enough and, and moving on from Dorian. So I think Sens fans should like that. For many catching up on this story, the Ottawa Senators earlier today were, uh, uh, they, they, lost a, they lost a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, Massive punishment. Jeez. Based on uh, a deal that happened uh, two years ago between uh, them and Anaheim, yeah. which where they where they where they weren't forthcoming on a no trade list, and that was the basis of it. Okay, let's welcome in Jason York, former NHLer and a guy that has a pulse in Ottawa. Yorkie, thanks for doing this. Listen, I'm just you know I'm, I'm watching Ann Lauer during his press conference, and I'm just kind of going through over his list. Uh, you know, he's got uh, a top young player in Alex Formington, where. The balance of his future lies in an investigation and from 2018. He's got the Shane Pinto where uh, one of his players had a, a uh, broke the gambling policy. He loses a first rounder. He fires his GM. I'm really happy my Greek group didn't buy this team, man. It's, it's a mess, Yorkie. Listen, Kipper, I, I watched the press conference in, in its entirety. And two things that were crystal clear to me, Michael Andlauer is a straight shooter, totally honest. And this is coming out of left field for him mm -hmm. because he had no idea about the Pinto situation. And he had no idea about this mess he's inherited with losing a first round pick in, in that whole Vegas deal. So he sideswiped here. He made that so clear, but I got to say, man, I am so impressed with how he handled this press conference. I'm convinced Mal, Mal more than ever, guys, that the Senators are in good hands, but um, totally caught off guard, handled it with class. And how about this? Face-to-face -face meeting. So many people do things via text, phone call. He fired Pierre Dorian at a dinner, and I, I heard you talking about it, Kipper, and basically said, hey, it's got to be this way face-to-face. -face. So to me... 
Uh, just an impressive guy. Yeah, it was an unbelievable press conference. He didn't seem super comfortable at the start, but he found his legs no. there a little bit towards the end. He was starting to say some things, I'd say, Yorkie, <laughs> where he was like, he implied that the NHL didn't tell them about the potential loss of a first and that he felt that should have been included yeah. when you're buying something. This is a liability. And frankly, he said, I don't know if a first rounder matters to you guys, but it does to me. Uh, you know, do you think there's going to be more from Ann Lauer and the Sens on this pushing back against that punishment? From what I hear, Barney, no. Yeah. I, I He said, and I heard him flat out, that there's no point. I'm, I'm pissed off now, but there's no point in pushing this any further. It's a closed case. But I'm with him, man. Like, you're buying a billion-dollar asset, and what's the biggest way you improve your assets on the ice? It's through the draft. It's first-round draft picks. Sure. So, like, that's, that's, that's a big loss. And at the end of the day, I think Dorian makes it to the end of the season. Um, we all know when you buy a team and you, you bring in your own people, that's going to happen no matter what. But that was just the last straw. The, the Pinto thing, you can argue, Dorian, what's he going to do? It's, it's, it's not really on him. But this, the buck stops with the general manager. It's on him for this one. He knew it and Lauer knew it. And that's why this happened so swiftly. I heard this, pre- this press conference was called and all of a sudden they're like, all right, um, they're firing the general manager because you don't fire, you don't, you don't call a press conference if there isn't some big news coming. So we all saw it coming. It just happened a lot sooner than it, than people initially thought it would happen. York, he totally agree with you on uh, the transparency of uh, of a of a Michael and Lauer, and and we watched the press conference as well on on video. And I, I don't know if you watched it long enough where it was over. He he got up off uh, yeah. the podium, but the camera kept going, and the mics were yep. still hot. And you could hear the exchange loosely. So you thought mm-hmm. the press conference was over, but it was still mic'd. And my yeah. my own my own my only thought at the time was, God, I hope he doesn't say anything because he thinks right. the press conference is over <laughs> and it's not because the whole world can still hear you on the internet. Okay. But he Differ. he uh, he uh, stays there and he talks to people and it's like that's that's not your your old typical owner who would go up there, read a statement, and get the heck off. Hey, listen, you did. We all did. Tell we all have done television. Kipper, uh, yourself, Barney's still doing it. Um, one thing I was taught: hot mic, hot mic. Don't say anything. <laughs> and how many yeah. guys have gotten trouble with the hot mic? Um, but you know, I, I saw I, I I saw it too, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And he went over, talked to Ian Mendez for a while, who we all know is a great guy. Gave him a hug, shook his hand. He's just man. There's so much passion there. And I, he didn't say anything out of context. No, no, heard, no, not at all. Just, he's too smart you just for that. Heard, he's too smart. And you heard the honesty just coming out where he really feels, this is my take on it, that he should have been notified about some of this. The investigation, yeah. and I'm with him, the investigation with with the whole Dadnoff thing, like, he's got a point. Like, you're buying a huge asset, a billion dollars, and hey, it's, by the way, we're going to let you know about this after the fact. We knew about the Pinto stuff. He didn't know about it. Now all of a sudden he's got this thrown at him. So that's a lot to digest in the last in the last week. But I, I'm convinced he's going to handle it with class. He did today. Um, probably somebody else in hockey ops is going to get hired sooner than later. I know Stales is going to take the job over for now. But uh, I, I could see another hiring coming in the near future. Um, and then they'll, they'll move on. They'll move on from this, but that, that first round pick 
loss. That's going to leave a mark. No, how, no question about it. How big of a hiring? I got the sense that they're not. There's not going to be this mad rush to find the next general manager. I'm get. I, I'm getting that sense too. The only thing, and I and I believe him when he said this, is he believes that the job of handling the ho- the hockey ops department it, it, it's it's such a huge job. It's better to have a couple people in there. Peter McTavish is still there. Sorry, not Peter McTavish. He was he was there. Um, Ryan Bonus. So he's a kind of a guy that nobody's been mentioned. He's a real sharp guy. So he's there to kind of help Steve Stales kind of offset the load right now. But um, yeah, I, I think they'll take their time. I, I'm with you on that. Get make sure you get the right person. Go through a list of candidates. Who that's going to be. Um, I keep hearing Peter Shirelli's name floated out there. Who I know Pete. I had him in Boston. Signed me. Um, you know, maybe not one of his best moves signing me. But <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I think I was pretty well done, but uh, he's an Ottawa guy, and that's just that's just a hunch I have. We'll we'll see. I'm sure there's going to be a, a lot of other names coming out, and but they'll take their time and uh, and get the right person uh, for the job. Yorkie, I think you're the first two-time guest on Real Kipper and Born. We're still in our first month, and we uh, Sammy found our lineup from like two weeks ago, and it was Yorkie come on to talk about the hot sends, everything going right, oh. undefeated or whatever they were. Like, things have really turned around here. Um, you know, how are things, how are the vibes right now? And just, yeah. is there any chance they give up the 24 pick? I know those are separate questions, but I know they get yeah. to choose which pick they give up, so I, I kind of have those two I wanted to get to. Yeah, I think it's too early to talk to, to like, we'll see where this team's going. Okay. I'll say this. They had lost, well, they lose three in a row before this, two or three in a row. The vibe wasn't great. And then they went in and beat Pittsburgh on the road. And the vibe was great again. We're back. Uh, they had the three injuries on the blue line, but they're able to beat a pretty pretty good Pittsburgh team. But things changed in a hurry. But I, I, I honestly, this was going to be a thing that happened sooner or later. All people bring in their own guys when you take over a franchise. I, Pierre Dorian wasn't going to last. This just expedited the, expedited the process. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. You move on. It's, it's a shitty day for the franchise, but they'll move on. They'll move onward. And, and um, you know, I, I, I'm, an, I, I'm a big believer in Michael Andlauer. I know Steve Stales is, is, is pretty green as far as a GM goes, but he's a sharp guy. Um, I think he, I think he's going to make all the right moves. And like I said, they'll get somebody in place in that hockey ops department um, in the near future. And I'm, and I'm sure it'll be a great move as well. York, we've been around the, the, the NHL scene long enough when a, a general manager, a coach gets fired and there's that ripple effect and you walk into the dressing room and you're like, you're looking over your shoulder. What jersey color do I get right? today? And it's like, uh, oh, am I next? What's going to happen here? I, I, don't, I don't get the sense that there, this, no. this, this is going to phase the, the, the players in Ottawa one iota here. Kipper, this, there's not a lot left to do with this team besides, besides get Pinto signed. And this is going to be easier now, unfortunately, to what happened with the gambling. He's not going to have a lot of leverage. That's going to get done, and that's pretty well. Well, you, you, you still have a one other, one other, uh, one other thing going on with the World Junior in- investigation, but that'll take care of itself as well with Alex Formington. But as far as this year goes, there's pretty well not a lot of stuff to do. So, and the players are the players. You, you know as well as I do. We've we've all been players. Once you're in the dressing room, this stuff doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother you one bit. Um, so you move on. Uh, I'll tell this to DJ Smith, coaching staff. I, I don't think it's going to bother them. Hey, the heat's on. You got to win, right? 
everybody knows it, and it's no different than any other day in a, a life of an NHL coach. It's a results-oriented business. You got to win. They know that. Um, but like like you said, it's it's not going to bother this group one bit. Uh, th- there was the sense, though, Pierre really believed in DJ, uh, wanted him to get sign an extension, was pushing for it for the last little while, uh, either from yeah. the board before the ownership or after when Ann Lauer took over. Um uh, does this leave him a little bit more exposed without Pierre Dorian there? I don't think so. Uh, like, you could see what was happening with the Senators when Michael Adlauer came in. They just did another hiring the other day. Matt Nichols come in as the uh, new director of, of performance for the players. So <laughs> he's putting his stamp on the team right now. It, it was clear to me. The Pierre wasn't making the decisions anymore. They were coming from Steve Steos. They're coming from Michael Adler. I'm sure Pierre was getting some input, but this team was was heading in a different direction. So DJ's fate in the coaching staff, it's going to be based on results, right? And that's the way it should be. It's going to be based on how this team plays. It sucks being on a one-year contract, but it's this is what happens. Uh, Aaron Lauer took over the team a lot later than people thought it would happen. So here we are. Not a great situation for the coaches, but at the end of the day, Results matter. So this is going to be a really important month, the month of November for the Senators and and I really believe for the coaching staff as well. Well, hopefully the dust settles here um, and the Senators uh, can move on off of it. Uh, Yorkie, great stuff, buddy. Really appreciate the feedback. Yeah, yeah, anytime, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Yorkie. All right. Jason York, you can follow him uh, and listen to his podcast called Coming In Hot. Sense coming hot. All right. Uh, yeah, it, I'm not thrilled that you know teams are scared to fire people with or without cause, or uh, and then there's this. I think Lowry even said he fired him. Right? He's like, I just he did. You know, but there's always kind of this when it comes to companies letting people go. They their thought is, how do we do it as clean as possible, or it's a negotiation, even when you fire a guy with money on the table and a resignation probably gets him a better recommendation if he goes for another job. Like, that's what people think about. I guess, but this doesn't feel to me like he got let go from, like, a, I don't know, the restaurant industry and he's going to apply at a different restaurant. Like, we all know what happened here, yeah. you know? I I do wonder, do you think there's any chance that he wasn't the guy responsible for this particular mishap? Like an AGM was supposed to do something? or Zero. Oh, really? Zero. It's on him. It's completely on him. I'll give you credit for one thing. You're consistent. It's the guy at the top who wears oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Whether it's the coach, from, the GM. From what I heard, there an, an attempt oh, to, to offload to blame? deflect yeah. a little bit. It was Pierre McGuire's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blaming right, someone hey. already fires a hell of a move. Grab the mascot if you need it, right? <laughs> Who didn't yeah. turn the fax machine on? Yeah, fair enough. Okay. But no siree. You don't want to talk about a, a no-trade list. Yeah. And it's still debatable exactly what was was reported on in the 73 page you know conclusion on whether or not Pierre believed that 
that Dandenov and his agent didn't hit a certain time frame that possibly made a list null and void. So maybe that's what they thought, right? That because it wasn't submitted, that they it didn't count anymore. Maybe. Yeah. But the NHL's not stupid. Just go to the agent, say, hey, proof to us that you got a, you got a list. A list. Yeah, here that, it is. That went in on time. Yeah. And then the agent goes, yeah, I got it right here on my phone. Take a look. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay, can't use that one. So, so yeah, when did you know what you knew for Pierre yeah. Dorian? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is um, it is going to be, I think, in the end, a positive for the Sens. Not because I think Dorian was, you know, someone terrible or anything like that. You know, I hate seeing people lose their jobs. But, you know, to the point that York, you make, you, you want to get your own guys in there. The sooner they kind of get started with this process, maybe that's going to be a good thing for them. Now, the one thing Yorkie didn't answer, because I asked the worst pair of questions in one question, <laughs> is what year he thought that they would pass on this pick. Why would they ever give it up before 2026? Like, they expect to be better over the next few years. Like, what? To me, oh, you announce no that. You announce that tomorrow. You're yeah. like, it's, we're going to do the 2026 pick. Yeah, like, what chance is there that this year they decide to give up their first rounder? I, 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 Here, I there, can there, do it there, for you. But there's a, there's a way for these guys to figure out in the next three years which one's the strongest draft and which one's going to be the weakest draft. Yeah, so if they so if you're a top team this year if, and it's a weak draft, they may say, go ahead. I yes. just don't see it happening, Kip. They're just too close to getting better. They need help immediately. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still a coin toss whether or not this team is making the playoffs or not. No, but it's one of those things. It's, it's like with money. It's like, would you like, like to spend? You like to pay for this now or later? There's no interest. It's like, well, later, I guess. But yeah, that's <laughs> injury you know, problem too. <laughs> they, they, have a, guy they have a better chance of being a lottery pick this year than they do in the next two years. Yeah. So I mean, things would have to go extremely south, but they are extremely injured. Right? So, so you're not going to give it up this year? No, no way, no chance. That's I. It does suck for the sense. And ah, it's, it, it, it was it, so it, exciting it, a week ago. It pains me to have sympathy for the the Ottawa Senators, but you know they were a bit of a punching bag when it came to just the Toronto. Sorry, just the Toronto and the rest of the country, really, in terms of sports fans. Like everyone kind of made fun of them. The whole Melnick thing, them not paying their play. Like, yeah, there's some bad stuff, and then for them to finally be rid of that. And then to have all this stuff just be happening in the year you're supposed to be like the most exciting young team and have them kind of crappy out of the gates, be injured, just sucks for Sens fans. If you're Ann Lauer, are you not right now like, give me the Formington news. Make it public. Like, whatever it is we're doing, let's do it. Let's just figure out, let me know what I have to work with here. But like, he's he's a really good player. He's just forgotten. Alex Formington. Yeah. And there are teams that are asking every day on him. They want him. And Ottawa wants to keep him? No, I think they've come to the conclusion that uh, they got to move off of him. Okay. So you are expecting at some point Formington will get traded. You know, there was a sense prior to the sale that um, the ownership group – the Melnick girls uh, wanted to move off of Alex. Sure. Well, so I don't know. Like they, another... still, they still own 10% of the team. I don't know where that factors in. It seems but like the, another thing you'd want to wash there, your hands there, there, out and there move is, on. There, yeah, exactly. 
to exactly your point, it just seems like the the foregone conclusion is that if and when Formington comes back, it won't be as an Ottawa senator. Well, I think it's reasonable to expect the NHL to release whatever that information is. It seems like a very long investigation at this point. It does. And everything that I've gathered up until this point is nobody knows who needs to go first here. Is it the London police who initially had the investigation and we still feel like it's an ongoing investigation. It's not closed. They haven't said it's concluded. Uh, Does the NHL have to make a statement first? Yeah. I mean, a bit of a staring contest between the two of them. I don't know. It is. It's been a while. It is. Yeah. Anyways. Did you want to talk about the Canucks now before we go to break? Uh, We were going to... Full disclosure, we were going to give the Canucks some love, and then that yes. Ottawa story broke. So we could do some Canucks here, yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, they they just seem to be the only team in Canada that is relatively, I don't know, headache-free. Let's talk about it. This is our new segment on Rick Talk It. Yeah, I mean, this guy's got him going in the right direction, does he not? Well, I shouldn't say that because he had a big headache to start. He ripped them. At the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think he's still all right? over them, even when they're winning. I know, but they've responded beautifully. They have. Do we want to get into the quotes now, or do you want to save it? Well, we could talk about it now. Because we got a good talk at quote. Yeah, there's there's a 40-second clip in there, in there, David. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Derek, if you want to play it for us, then we can kind of jump off from there. Rick, what do you take away from a game that was a bit scrambly at times, maybe not your most clean game of the season, but you find a way to win nonetheless? Yeah, obviously we're happy with the win. Obviously, that's not our brand of hockey. It was, uh, you know, I thought we were pretty loose. Um, so, you know, you, you like to at least learn lessons when you you win. You know, if you lose, it's a big learning lesson. But it is a big learning lesson even when you win. So it's a little easier to for tomorrow for us to kind of dissect this and get back to our identity. Um, yeah, it was a loose game. You know, this too many turnovers, too many. People diving in. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great game for us, identity-wise. This is, of course, coming off a 5-2 win over Nashville last night. Yeah. Petey uh, with a hat trick. Petey with a hat trick. Uh, but, God, I mean. <laughs> Tough standard. That is, yeah. that, that, is, that is a coach that just refuses to take his foot off the pedal, which Oof. I love. <laughs> and you got Patterson with 16 points and JT Miller. You didn't even like his game. He didn't have no. <laughs> something else he on that He did not too. like yeah. his game. Do you have that clip of him talking about Petey and his hat trick? We have a clip here that's a long one, but I'm no, sure No, just the beginning there. of it. Just the beginning of it. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Talk it on individual performances, Derek, if you can play that at the start of it. How about Elias and his performance tonight, obviously, with the hat trick? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was turning the puck over a lot. Though. <laughs> I, mean, three goals. I liked that part, but he was, he was one of the culprits of uh, turning the puck over. Um, we got to make sure that, uh, you know, he knows it. Um, by getting the three goals, obviously that power play goal helped us, but yeah, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. we have too many guys returning the puck over tonight. <clears throat> oh, my well, Thatcher keeping you guys in this one. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's good. Get out. Right. How, how great is that? It's three uh, what, do you think, what do you think of your best player's hat trick? Oh, the culprit? Oh, I got some things to say about the culprit. Oh, the, yeah. The guy who was just made, named oh, the yeah. second star of the month in the NHL? Bad Bad turnover. turnover. Bad turnovers than Sarah Lee. <laughs> Come on. I mean, but that, he is getting the most of these guys. JT Miller got benched last night, to Sammy's point yeah. earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Goes back out, scores a game winner. Yeah, I 
actually love watching the Canucks play. Watched a lot of the game after yeah, they the got some last exciting night. Players. They're just they got they have exciting players, and they play hard. They're playing really hard. Like they just really seem to be competing. I think they're starting to believe. It's that positive yeah. snowball of momentum. Yeah. Where you start to feel like, hey, we kind of got it. Maybe Pedersen looks really good. Yeah, like he, really, really good. Like he's taken another step. Quinn Hughes is a top three defenseman in the league. He could win the. He could win the. Dude, the Pete Norris. Pedersen gets Hart votes, and PQ Hughes gets Norris votes. Like they're worth oh, yeah. staying up for. Slow down, guys. Slow down. Pedersen's the best player of all time. <laughs> I, I just slow I, down. Wait, good start. What did I say that's not true? Well, that I, Quinn Hughes is a top I, three defense in the league. I no, think he yeah. is. Uh, Okay, this guy's struggled in the past defensively, yeah. and he's learning. And he's also been playing with the, me. The attention to detail is much better, and Tockett's been working on that. But to go from a guy that sometimes you questioned his decision-making in his own zone early in his career to winning the Norris is a big jump. But I'm not saying it can't be possible. No, I think your point is good. I'm not. It's a salient but point. Ten, ten games in, and they're, they're, they're off to a great start. Uh, for me, the biggest change that I see in that organization is JT Miller, who like, reminded me a lot of uh, Blake Wheeler, where good, talented guys that sometimes they thought their voice was bigger than it actually is. And I just think talks kind of reined him in I mean, a little he likes bit. Talk. But he respects them. And. For talk to bench him, it was a e- bad e- even with at at this stage of the season and with their record and the success that they have, man, that's just a a great message for for JT Miller. He's one of their most important people to keep going in the right direction. He can be the bad body language king of the league. Him and Kucherov, maybe no. for guys that when they don't want to do it or aren't happy with how it's going, will just ah, Kucherov not, number not one. Tonight. Kucherov's yeah. unbelievable. Number one guy for that. Or right. he'll just, like, bury somebody yeah. from behind when he's mad yeah. and just, like, do dumb stuff. Yeah. Super yeah. grumpy. But I, I I will listen to you for Demko uh, Vesna votes. I'll listen to that. You won't listen to Quinn Hughes uh, Norris votes? Hey, we just finished Halloween. I will. Listen, I can all, I can, votes. I'm talking talk. about what I've seen so far. And if, oh, okay. if, we're, in this, if we're in this far into the season yes. and I had a – a Norris vote right now that for the first six or eight, ten games of the season, he is 100% in the top three guys. Yeah, I'm not here to argue that. Old Heiskanen's been real good. Fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Just That's my three right there. That's why you play 82. Yeah. And not I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to say nice things about the Canucks. I just want them to like me in Vancouver. They're <laughs> no, mean. it's they're, not happening. They're, they're no mean. one is going to like mean. us. You're, they're just, mean. you're just a Leaf guy. <laughs> you're just a Leaf guy. <laughs> no, they're, they're really good. All right, do you want to do the oh, game yeah, time? Yeah, okay, we'll do, we'll do some game time here. Uh, it's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19+. plus. Ontario only. Play responsibly. And I do want to do a bit of a pivot now that um, we mentioned that. And I wanted to look up what the Norris, um, what the Norris favorites are. So I'm just quickly looking that up. But uh, the, I have it right here. Um, I'm looking at the league leaders in points for D and Hughes is number one, tied with Adam Fox, three, eight, and eleven for both. So the favorites for the Norris Trophy is Kale McCarr is plus one sixty, Adam Fox is plus seven hundred, Rasmus Dahlin is plus eight hundred. 
And to get to Quinn Hughes, he is the, tied for the fourth favorite at nine to one with Miro Heiskin and, and just ahead of Dougie Hamilton. Nine to one, though. Yeah. Keep your money. Adam Fox at plus seven hundred. Yeah, already won a Norris prime age. Yeah, I mean, they have Kale McCarr. He's kind of like the the the. If he's healthy, he's winning it. Yes, it's he, kind of like the McDavid of the of the yeah. Hart Trophy here when it comes to him. So I think, is there anyone else in there you liked? Uh, Roman Yossi, 12 to 1. This is absurd that Eric Carlson is 12 to 1. Yeah. Um, uh, Darlene, I, I like him, but not ready to uh, win anything defensively still for me. No. You still got some question marks there? Yeah. Some, I, I've been watching enough Buffalo to say sometimes this guy okay. makes some poor decisions out there. Hughes and Hronick were on for their first five-on-five goal against of the season last night. It is November. And I said all those, and I said all those nice things about him. And so just checking in on some of the other, other, other futures with the, with the favorites, Connor Bedard, still a overwhelming favorite for the, the Calder plus at minus minus one seventy five. Uh, the Selkie is Nico Heischer with Mitch Marner second for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hart is still Connor McDavid. Jack Hughes, has come a little closer to him at plus 450. So he's still hanging around there. Austin Matthews is the third favorite at plus 600 ahead of McKinnon, Leon Dreisaitl, and David Pasternak. And the last one I'll give to you is the Rocket Richard favorite, who is Austin Matthews at plus 150. Leon Dreisaitl, the second favorite, plus 500. All right. And that was Game Time, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Okay, we take a quick break. Yes, sir. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to discuss maybe the end of the line for a Washington Capital legend. Take a deep breath. Mm. It's not Ovi. Ah. That more when we come back on Real Kipper and Bourne. Your daily dose of everything NFL. It's the Fan Checkdown with Matt Marchese and Donovan Bennett. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, Washington Capital Center. Nicholas Backstrom uh, let his teammates know that he's going to take some time away uh, from the game for health reasons. Uh, this is a guy that had major surgery on his hip last January. Returned to play, maybe not at the level that he's been accustomed to. I think last year he recorded seven goals and 21 points in about 39 games this yep. year. Uh, I think just one lone assist, uh, one point in eight games and playing a little over 14 minutes. So I I don't know if this was kind of predetermined that we'll give you a chance to come back, but if you don't play at the level that you, we need you to yeah. at, at the salary cap number yeah. that you're at, um, you we may ask you to shut it down. And again, I, I, I don't say that in a way that I'm, tell, I'm saying bad things about Washington pressuring anybody here, but very seldom do guys come back off of this injury and, and, and play well. And 
I got to think he doesn't want to play if if he can't perform at a certain level. So I, I think this may be the best thing for for both of them. Yeah. So this would be like a long-term injured reserve. He's got 9.2 this year and next. Sammy, what does he have left? I think he's real early on a brand new deal. Him and uh, him and Ovi I just thought he was re-upped. Two, but it says 9.2 this year and next okay. on cap friendly. Yep. All right. Which, like, if Washington's going to be able to compete. Yeah, you want to spend that. On well, I got a fourteen I, minute I, I, You can't play it on a guy that uh, I can't perform at a high level anymore. You know, I don't want this to come off overly cynical, um, but there are guys who have enough injuries to not play. You know, to just say my body is definitely better off not playing, and yeah, it can be salary related. Where you're like, I can't play at the yeah. level I'm. Because of injury, like he could probably still play. Uh, yeah, he just and, doesn't and, want to play and, like this. And his sixty-five or seventy percent is still way better than me yeah. or you stepping on the ice. But unfortunately, they can't pay him sixty-five or seventy no, percent of his there's, contract. There's no choice here. It's either you, you're sucking up the the nine plus a year, or uh, we put you on long-term IR. Yeah. So and I, he is a sweetheart yeah. of a guy. He is, and he would want, he wouldn't want to hurt. 19 of his of his teammates and unhold them back so so you don't think this is just backstrom being like it just hurts too much i can't No, play. It, it, it can be yeah. i'm saying it, it can be yeah but even if it's not and he can't perform at a nine million dollar it, it puts tremendous pressure on you even psychologically yeah to say I'm I'm acting like a third line centerman here but, and, what, and we're uh, and, and you guys can't improve because of it yeah it so, it's just another reason to really, really hate the cap. salary cap. Yep. Sam already does. So is he done, done? I don't know how you come back. Come back. And I don't thirty five. I, I, I don't think it's uh uh I'm, I'm I'm in pain and I'm gonna go away for three weeks and the pain's gonna go away and I'm gonna come back. I I, I don't see this. I, I, I see him fading into the sunset on a on a great career. If he does, uh, 17 seasons he's played, 1,105 games, 1,033 points, 762 of those are assists. Yeah. I mean, he's had an unbelievable career, and then another 140 playoff games with another 115 playoff points. So, I think... Uh, Hall of Fame? In, uh, I hate that to be hated. Uh, Stanley Cup, yeah. I mean... It's always like you got to look at the guys who are not in. Like it's a more of a process to me than just like the, yeah, he's one of the games you the guys he's you thought really of as good. a great he's player in the really league for really a long good. time. Yeah, and the number one feeder to the he greatest goal has scorer to be there based on the that. greatest goal scorer in our game. Yeah, so I think Ovi and Backstrom probably envisioned them together. If and when they... They'll go in like the Sedins type of thing. I think they envisioned themselves together breaking Wayne Gretzky's record. Yeah. And uh, that must have been a motivation for for Backstrom to come back and, and play as well off the major surgery. Can't you see it now? Ovi is tied for the record or one short. They pull Backstrom, who hasn't unofficially retired, back onto the rink. Mr. 3000 He style? only comes out for the, the power plays, and they just sit there to let Ovi hammer away from Backstrom to get it done. 
No, too much. No, Dylan Strong's been pretty good this year. Yeah. They, they won three in a row here somebody's... now. But can Dylan Strom and Kuznetsov help Bovi get there I mean, they can in the help next them. year and a half? Boy, that, that Caps team, they have won a few in a row. I still I don't feel much different about their chances this year. Like, that's not a playoff team, so... Yeah, um, I guess Kip. They it, he's not going to get there any faster without Nick Baxter. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, yep. yeah, big challengers for the Washington Capitals. Ovi stuck on two so far this season. One against the Leafs, one into an empty net. In nine games. Yep. Eight. Eight. Eight, po- eight points in eight games. Six assists. Two helpers. Oh, sorry, two goals. What does that rank? Is get some twenty one of goals the on the year. Slowest and... starts to his career. Gotta he... be. Yeah. He scored forty-two last year. Man. I know. Forget about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, four players at Jets practice today wearing neck guards, including uh, Cole Perfetti. Tried to on that yesterday. Nikolai Ehlers, which is great. It's a good message. And we'll see if easy, we're in a game. Easy way to get likes on social media. <laughs> I don't think it's about that, Kip. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Okay. Can you turn a practice into the start of a hockey game. Can you turn a neck guard from practice somewhere. to the end of the first period? Can you turn it into a full game? Hey, you were just saying, let's put it on your three-year-old daughter, and by the time she's 30, maybe the league will be ready for someone to wear one. Like, this is closer to getting it in game action, <laughs> you know, than the long process we had suggested yesterday. I think yesterday. it's a good message, and it's an easy one, but, yeah. like, th- like, let's... Well, you're saying let's see. Let's see it. In, let's, see. Let's, see. let's see someone can, can, wear it, can, keep it can on. Can we see it in a game and uh, can we see it uh, throughout the game? Well, we can and we will because the uh, AHL and ECHL. Did you use that wording on purpose? Wow, I really didn't. We can and we will right before I talk Dubis. Oh, no, it's all stuck in we can the quagmire in there. Um, but they're making it mandatory, are they not? In Wilkes-Barre, they're I don't know. Team. Is this just... Kyle Dubas and the Pittsburgh Penguins, or is this a, a league? Teams, I is, thought it, I saw. is it a league thing? The Pittsburgh Penguins are joining the English Ice Hockey Association in requiring neck guards for players with their AHL and ECHL affiliates following Adam Johnson's death. Uh, president of Hockey Oper- Operations and I have had discussions about it, said Mike Sullivan. We're in the process of right now to trying to talk to our players about some protective uh, equipment in those vulnerable areas. Our AHL team has mandated that. They're going to wear neck guards and wrist guards. Our ECHL team as well. See, I'm not impressed with that. No? No. You want to impress me? Yes. You walk into Sidney Crosby's dressing room and you mandate it. Now that will impress me. But you don't. You know why? Because Sid has a voice and the guys in the American Hockey League, they got no voice. Yeah. That's why. Well, I guess if you kinda... if you're doing it to say do good, which I is possible, this may be a step to graduating players who are used to wearing a neck guard. Yep. Listen, says Kyle, looking for nice publicity. Oh, you just don't believe that this could be out of protection for the player. I love it. I think he's jumping all over an opportunity to look like a good guy. Is like a clown wig. No, <laughs> like, no, I'm not. It's like I'm it's not. not that but big like, a deal. like it's, it's, not it's still deal. like it, even if it's the right thing to do, mandating it and making these guys do it in the American Hockey League is kind of wrong for me. 
It's not educating them. It's not empowering them. It's the opposite. Yeah. And you don't have the guts to do it to your, your, what's the difference? Tell me what the difference is. They're men down there. They're the same age. They got wives and kids in the American Hockey League, just like they do in the NHL. Why don't he have the guts to walk into your NHL room and, and tell Sidney Crosby to put the neck guard on? Why are you going to the American Hockey League and making those guys do it? Well, you've made the case before that it could be perfor- uh, performance limiting, and that's what those leagues are, are for a lot of teams. Let's see what works. Let's see what doesn't. This can be a case where they say, let's see. Let's see what the guys who aren't good enough to be here yet have to say. And if it, is, and if it isn't performance limiting, then they might have a little bit of a case to say to their guys, all the guys in Wilkes- Wilkesbury wore it. They won the Calder Cup. Spoiler alert. It it's- ain't performance <laughs> limiting. We have one of the greatest players of all time in the history of hockey sit on that screen over there and tell us that they should all wear them. I listen Mess. to I'm with I'm with Moose. I'm with Mess. I agree completely. Just put them all on. Protect them from it's themselves. Hockey Sam players are dumb. Yep. No, I don't. It's just, it's easy. Put it on. I've worn them my whole life. It's just put it on. Put it yeah. on there. You forget about it after two games. Buddy, we're not in Russia. Okay. What do you mean? You know, you, you just tell people what to do and they do it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. No, that's not the way it works. Okay? There's process and there's choice and you, yeah. you're an adult. You can make a decision. Yeah, I just, I'm watching the Leafs game last night and, you know, I they show close-ups of Matthews cruising around out there. These guys are cruising around it's, out there. It's, it's, There's just, it's... You're it's not terrifying. wrong. You're not wrong in everything you say, except the part where you force people to do things that they don't want to do. It's just so different than that, though, because it's like the helmet thing. You know, like some, I bet you some guys would go bucket list, maybe not, but visor list for sure. Who is the number one guy in the league who would go no helmet if you let him? Would Revo do it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so we mandate helmets in warm up. Good. Good. Except when we send a rookie out there for the first time. Yeah, they're yeah, fine, though. Pay, or or the pay. outdoor game. Let's wear toques. Like, right? Did you notice that? They all, they all ditched their helmets and they all went with the toques. It's you know protection why? there. Because it's really cool. The most insane thing to me, if I'm an NHL owner, if you go on the ice without a helmet and warm up, I'm finding you a million bucks. It's the most unacceptable thing to me. It's more unpredictable than the game. Oh, it is it for may be, sure. It's maybe more Pucks ringing off the crossbar. to go out and warm up with no helmet than it is to go Taylor in the game. Hall had his yeah, face damn near like, cut off. It's insane that you go out there when guys are just firing pucks everywhere, skating in all different directions. Yeah. Crazy. God, finding guys a million dollars. Yeah, You're fine. What's going on with you? Dictator. Yes. Just put on a neck guard. It's not hard. And you do have the choice. Just do so, it. So skip all the, the choice. Skip all the red tape and just go to the players and with, say that. I stand with Moose. Me say and SCA think the same. I'm with Moose. So that, we, we, sh- we should see four Winnipeg Jets wearing it next game. Yes. Okay, that's fine. That's well, good. It's good. Someone will. Who's it going to be? No. Um, I don't know. I didn't put this in the lineup, but I saw it uh, from Kevin Weeks about the World Cup of Hockey. Do you guys care about this? Yes. Yeah, so apparently... It's like a Jay Leno started to a joke here. You guys hear about this? But I just... You sometimes you're a little funny about the international hockey and World Cup and that kind of stuff. And yeah. Sometimes you're like sneak up on me about how you don't care. So I never know. Because I care passionately about international hockey. I care passionately about best on best hockey. And that's yeah, not but what I care, it's been. I, like, I care passionately you about care like, passionately the Olympics. You care passionately about garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Olympics is fun. because I the, do yeah. not know who won Olympic gold at the last Olympics. Was it the Olympic athletes from Russia? I think it was the Olympic athletes Okay, then Russia. maybe I did. I shouldn't have um, but apparently, they're, they're from Kevin Weeks that there's ongoing discussions uh, about a potential scaled-down World Cup of Hockey featuring only NHL players, perhaps in 2025, 
on a potential timeline between the Super Bowl and March Madness? It's just really lopsided for North American teams at that point if, you know, if you can't bring players from other leagues, right? But how many teams would be... Can you field the team from anywhere outside of Sweden, Finland, Canada, U.S.? And Russia's probably not allowed to play? No way. We're not getting Russia anytime soon. Right. No. So, what do you so have, a four-team journey? Yeah, I mean, listen, not to offend anybody else in the world here, but it's going to be Canada and USA, so just play a seven-game series between those two teams anyway. Let's go. That's, I mean, Give that's, me Canada, wow. USA, best of seven. That's, like, I'm very, Ooh, I'm actually that happy. Would, that would fire me up. I'm actually really happy that there hasn't been best on best because I am extremely concerned about America's squad. Buddy, their goaltending is absurd. Their goaltending, their forwards, their defense, like, they're, they're catching up. Canada's catching goaltending up. is what are we going to do? Logan Thompson? Well, look at the look Our at the heart? field they got to pick players at and look at our little country. <laughs> oh, come on. No, I'm telling you, it's sheer numbers. Well, we have more people playing hockey in our country than in the U.S., surely. I don't know. Uh, I, the numbers are growing, man. They got 350 million people to pick from. We got 40 million. How do you like a top line of Austin Matthews, Jack Hughes, and Matthew Kachuk? I'm going to tell you, it scares the poop out of me. Yeah, that's not good for Canada. Yeah. Jason Robertson and I, I Jack Eichel and... Crosby, McDavid, yeah, McKinnon, though, too. either. So. They're very good, too. <laughs> Canada's forwards are very good, and yeah. it would be an amazing thing, and I think it would be a close series. But they, they caught up. And Finland, too. Like, there's a lot of... I need best on best hockey. Best soccer, five, maybe. Soccer does it so well with, like, it's the priority. They stop Guys, hugely. We just missed, like, a... Decades of opportunities to jump ahead in all of this. We had the international players first, and now we're chasing. I know. We had Russians and Swedes and, like, 70s and 80s. Yeah. We should be so far ahead in this part, and we're not. Hey, you can only get so We're chasing. We're just chasing. We don't even know what we're doing (laughs) tomorrow, (laughs) next month, (laughs) next year. It is weird because, like I said, soccer, they, they shut down hugely, you know, revenue-building leagues for the international yeah. game. I know. And they have it. And you qualify. Yes. And you, who are we mad at there, know, Gary? You, Is it Gary? I don't know who we're mad at. I don't know. Who should we Rene be mad Fessel? at? Rene uh, It's definitely not how you say it. Yeah, well, we didn't grow <laughs> an <pound>? international <laughs> department. Our league didn't grow an international. Look at, look at MLB and their international uh, program or NBA. I don't even know. Who. Hey, pal, Leafs are going to Sweden coming up. We got an inter- international pro. We were in Australia this year. Yeah. We're doing stuff. We're going to put together another North American team for you, Sammy. Oh, boy. We'll buy that jersey. Bomb and nation. I'm glad to hear that. that. You seem like the type of guy who would have liked it. I loved the one game against Yeah, Sweden. they were fun to watch because they had all the good players yeah. from the other countries. But the last, the last international best-on-best competition was now close to 10 years ago. And the final was Canada versus a mishmash of European teams. But you can't say it's best on best because we didn't have our best players. Under 23 yeah, at some of them. Yeah, I know. So that, was, the, that was absurd. But insane that, that, that overtime that was happened. one of the best things ever. Yeah, between Sweden talk. and North America. McKinnon, okay. right? Last one you have is Austin Matthews signing with this prime sports drink. Yeah, this is a big deal for a certain generation that is not mine. My seven-year-old son would love it. Yeah. Logan Paul, it, prime. It, it was recalled. 
What? You guys didn't get that. It actually memo? says on the package, "Do not serve to children." I'm pretty sure. What? No, no. It says like it's not. Children are not supposed to have it, it that, under a certain if, age. If, Why? I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it it like that and a bunch of other uh, energy drinks were on a recall list. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Well, well, first off, prime energy drinks contain excessive amounts of caffeine and should absolutely be avoided in children. But this is not even the energy drink that my son saw. I don't know. It's, yeah. But it also tastes bad. It's, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but if they want to sponsor me, I'm here, maybe. But here's the thing for Matthews is that this is a popular brand association. You know, L- Logan Paul. Yeah, KSI. I don't, huge, know, who I don't, yeah, I don't know who that is. Huge deal. But. Like kids... I mean, this is much bigger than signing with like God. Nestle or God, whatever his generation. <laughs> you know, it's this big kid thing. I don't it's know a kid thing. So, uh, early September, twenty types of energy drinks uh, were uh, uh, Canadian Food Inspection Agency says products might not be safe because of the caffeine content. Prime Energy Drink contains two hundred milligrams per three fifty-five, which is the same amount of caffeine as two and a half cans of Red Bull, three large coffees, or six cans of Coca-Cola. Three large coffees—that's every day for me. I'm I, fine. I can't think of a better endorsement we could give Austin Matthews on our show. <laughs> Prime Energy Drink, catch the literal fever. Hey, have you seen the Paul Brothers documentary? It's excellent. It's awesome. It's really good. I and listen, I—I I don't listen, support the Paul Brothers. No, no. It's not about supporting it. It's just about it's taking, I'm making sure. something out of nothing. Yeah, sure. And I got a lot of respect for that, even though it's goofy They've at times. They've been grinding, man. They've been grinding. I'll give okay. them that credit. Our thanks to Jason York for joining us at uh, the top of the hour. I hope you had a good time on The Real Kipper and Born Show, and we're going to do it all again tomorrow. So make sure you return.